0: There are many stories of the strange and unusual. Some are true, others are not. Misfits Audio is proud to present Strange Stories, a collection of tales by Mike Murphy that can take place on any world at any time. We hope our cast entertains you with these tales of the supernatural and the fantastic.
1: And to wrap up the news, if you thought you saw a ball of fire in last night's sky, you're not alone. Our planet endured what scientists call an astronomical near-miss yesterday evening as comet G137 passed within 5,000 miles of Earth. For an explanation of this event, we turned to Professor William Travers of State University. I spoke with him at his office during our 6 p.m. newscast. I realize that a near miss of approximately
2: 5,000 miles is nothing compared to what most people encounter during their daily commutes, but in the vastness of space, such a distance is rather close. What do we know about Comet G-137? It was discovered about four years ago by Professor Swenson at the University of Sweden. It appears to be an unusually large comet which is traveling at great speed. We expect G-137 to return to our galactic vicinity in approximately 13 years. For the benefit of our viewers, Professor, what exactly is a comet? Comets are hard collections of various matter, including rocks, dust, and ice, which travel through the stars. They often sport tails, which make them visible as they streak through the sky. What's in the tail? The tail is usually the result of the effects of radiation on the comet's nucleus or core, Various parts of the nucleus may also shed from the comet and help form or lengthen its tail. Are comets dangerous? They can be. That's why this near-miss has piqued interest. As far as this particular comet is concerned, it likely scattered some debris from its tail as it passed us. Any debris
1: would have been burned up in our atmosphere and been rendered harmless. And that's the story. We hope you all are still watching News Center 9 when Comet G 137 returns in 13 years. Until then, this is Greg Collins wishing you all a. Uh, wishing you all a.
3: Greg? Greg, are you okay?
1: I suddenly feel really weird. Dizzy. Go to commercial, quickly! Whoa!
4: Greg! You're a. a. <laughs>
1: Ooh, thank God. I feel so much better now. Anchor Greg Collins, 35,
0: has just inexplicably transformed into a cow during his TV station's late news broadcast. Though he is a cow who can speak and has all of Collins' memories, he is nonetheless a cow. Why has this odd thing happened? And will it stop with one man? We'll be right back with tonight's story, What You Eat.
3: Did we make it in time, Dave?
5: No, they couldn't cue the commercial fast enough.
3: So, everyone who was watching...
5: Saw Greg turn into a cow? Yes. Scared me. I know. I heard you scream. So did all of Washington, D.C. Sorry. Don't worry about it, Tina. If I'd been sitting next to Greg when he transformed, I probably would have done the same thing. Or worse. Uh, much worse. I probably would have said, Holy cow! Uh, you'll have to anchor the news on your own for a bit.
0: I meant, what are we going to do
3: for Greg?
5: I don't know. The phone lines and email are already buzzing. I suspect a video of his transformation will be on YouTube before long, if it isn't already.
3: Terrific. How many
0: people do you think saw what just happened?
3: Lots!
5: Remember, the latest ratings book put our 11 p.m. newscast at the top of the heap.
0: So, what's the next step?
5: We've got to figure out how to do damage control until Greg can be brought back to the anchor desk in human form. Not that a cow anchoring the news wouldn't be a great ratings grabber.
3: How will we do this damage control?
5: Uh, I don't know. One crisis at a time.
3: Excuse me, Mr. Pike? Yes? This is General Morgan with the Department of Homeland Security.
6: Thank you, son. You can go now. I'll take it from here.
3: Yes, General.
6: Hey, Mr. Pike, I understand that you are the producer of this station's news broadcasts.
5: That's right, General. And may I present Greg Collins' co-anchor, Tina Masters. Charmed, ma'am.
6: I watch you every night I get the chance.
5: Thank you. How can we help you,
6: General? I don't think I need to tell either one of you that the Department of Homeland Security is extremely interested in what occurred here tonight. I trust we can expect your full cooperation? Certainly. We'd like to start by securing the video of the event. We'll keep it under tight control. Of course,
5: General. Tina, could you please talk to Ed and get the tape for the General?
3: Sure.
4: I'll be right back.
5: I can't guarantee that'll work, sir. I'd be surprised if the video isn't already on YouTube.
6: Homeland Security is working with YouTube and similar internet sites to keep the video of Mr. Collins' bovine transformation off the web. We believe this event could quite well be a matter of national security. He changed into a cow.
5: How is that related to national security? Can you
6: explain what happened? No, but I'm neither a doctor nor a scientist. Nor am I. We've already called in the medical people you mentioned to examine Mr. Collins. You should be expecting a doctor and a veterinarian to arrive in the early morning. You are to cooperate with them also. A vet? Do you know of a better person to examine a cow? No, but Greg won't like being examined by a veterinarian. What he likes or dislikes is of no importance when national security is concerned. The department intends on treating this as a terrorist attack on the United States of America, until I have proof that it's not. You believe that
5: terrorists have discovered a way to turn people into animals?
6: You'd be surprised what they're capable of. Why? What would it get them? That's what we'll be looking into. The department finds it very interesting that the event took place in the nation's capital. Here's the video. Thank you, miss. May I see Mr. Collins now? Sure. We
5: uh, moved him to the break room and put down some newspapers. The smell was getting a bit much. Hello, Greg. Hiya, Chief. Phew. It's getting a little unpleasant in here.
1: Uh, Sorry about that. In my present condition, I can't really fit into a men's room stall.
5: Not to worry. We'll simply open the window. That ought to do it. Tina, could you do that, please? Sure. Watch your
6: step.
1: Hi, Tina.
3: Hi, Greg. How are you feeling?
1: Cowish, thanks. Sorry I scared you earlier.
3: It's okay. You didn't mean it.
1: Of course I didn't. Oh, man, that air feels good.
5: Greg, this is General Morgan from the Department of Homeland Security. He's investigating what happened to you.
1: The DHS? Wow. They're calling out the big guns, aren't they? I'm pleased to meet you, General.
6: And you, Greg. um, May I call you Greg? It's better than
1: Bessie.
6: Can you describe what happened to you? On the video I saw of the newscast, I thought I heard you mention feeling dizzy.
1: I did. I was finishing up on that story about the comet, and suddenly I felt nauseous. And then the nausea left, and I felt really dizzy. And there was a loud popping noise, and... Well, here I am. The new me.
6: Uh, did you experience any pain during the transformation?
1: None. It happened quickly, and once it was over, the dizziness was gone. How do you feel now? Just fine, for a cow. I heard you mooing earlier.
6: Uh, but you can speak as well.
1: I'm confused. So am I. Look at me. I'm a cow. I can moo with the best of them. But I can speak. Sometimes I feel like mooing, sometimes speaking. I still had the mind I had before all this happened. I can tell you anything you want to know about Greg Collins. My social security number, the names of my boys, my mother's maiden name. Heck, I could even tell you who the Red Sox are playing in the World Series next week. But I also know some cow things now. Cow things? Yeah, like chew your cud slowly and swish your tail around to keep the flies at bay.
5: There are no flies in here.
1: Good. I don't like having a tail. It tickles. Do you
6: have the desire to
1: chew cud? I'm not sure. I've never tried it, but I'm getting a little hungry. Can we get some delivered? We'll look into it.
3: Get some hay or grass. Cud is what the hay becomes when the cow eats it for a second time.
1: A second time? Oh, I did not know that. Okay, that's gross. I'm not looking forward to this.
0: It's natural for a cow.
1: How do you know that, miss?
0: I was born in Iowa.
6: I see. Uh, Greg, two doctors are going to be here shortly to examine you and see what's going on.
1: Glad to hear it. The sooner I can get back to my old self, the better.
5: One of them's a veterinarian.
1: You're joking. He's not. Well, I guess that makes sense. I am a cow now.
6: That's exactly what we need to know. Outwardly, you're a cow. You still have your human intellect and the power of speech, but you're definitely bovine. We need to know how much of you is cow and how much is man. Uh, You'll cooperate with the doctors?
1: (laughs) I won't bite either of them.
6: Please sit down, Dr. Unger. Thank you. The department thanks you for your help and for coming here so early.
3: You're welcome. It's no trouble at all.
6: I've already spoken with Dr. Weston, uh, the people doctor, who assured me that he found nothing human about the new Greg Collins aside from his brain. What is your veterinary opinion? He's a
3: cow. Or should I say she's a cow? Everything checks out by x-ray show. All the internal organs you'd expect of any cow, the four stomach compartments for instance... The brain is larger than the average cow's, since it is capable of human reasoning. You can see that in the animal's expanded cranium.
6: Dr. Weston was uncertain if Mr. Collins would retain his human cognitive abilities. Do you have an opinion?
3: Unfortunately, I would have to agree with his uncertainty. Obviously, this has never happened before, and we have no similar cases to compare and contrast this one to. However this happened, Greg Collins is a perfect example of his... her... Species right down to the blood samples I took. I did notice one odd thing in my examination, General.
6: What was that?
3: One of my x-rays showed some animal matter in one of Mr. Collins' stomach compartments. Animal matter? My guess would be that it's beef. Perhaps the remains of a hamburger or a steak that Mr. Collins had for lunch or dinner before the newscast.
6: It's strange that matter remained after his transformation.
3: True, but like the old saying goes, you are what you eat.
6: You are what you eat.
7: We have some breaking news to tell you about. On the heels of the story of the Washington, D.C. TV anchorman who turned into a cow on the air two days ago, New reports of human-to-animal transformations are coming in from all over the world. We now have reports of hundreds of people turning into cows, chickens, pigs, ducks, and other animals from such faraway places as Lanka and Qatar, and from more than half of the 50 states. Here at the United States News Network, we have learned that the Department of Homeland Security is actively investigating these occurrences, which it considers to be possible terrorist attacks. More news as it happens.
8: Welcome to the White House, General. Please have a seat. Thank
7: you,
6: Madam President.
8: This is my Chief Science Advisor, Dr. Winchell.
6: Pleased to
9: meet you. Likewise.
8: Dr. Winchell and I find your theory that people are literally becoming what they eat very thought-provoking.
9: With all the instances of human-to-animal transformations being reported from around the world, The Joint Chiefs believe it is. Unlikely a terrorist could be capable of such widespread, rapid action.
6: The Department is beginning to doubt that possibility as well. Then what could explain the changes?
8: The Doctor has a theory.
6: Yes?
9: It branches off your theory, actually. I believe the transformations may have something to do with the comet that passed by Earth recently.
6: That was 5,000 miles away. How could it have- In
9: astronomical terms, that is very close. Scientists I have contacted did report that some portion of comet G137's one three tail fell into the Earth's atmosphere.
8: Wouldn't they burn up? Perhaps, perhaps not. With how far flung the reported cases have been... My people can think of no other possible cause for these human-to-animal transformations besides disease-carrying microbes from the comet. That near-miss is the only thing the world has faced as one recently.
6: If it is an infection from the comet, what can we do?
8: The first thing is that I need to make a national address explaining what we believe is happening.
9: People are going to be too afraid to eat anything.
8: Until we find the cure, we'll have to arrange for the distribution of dietary supplements to the population. To
6: every man, woman and child in the United States? Other countries will
9: be crying bloody murder.
8: I know, but I'm president of this country. We have to take care of our own people first. Can DHS arrange that distribution, General?
6: I suppose we could. But it's an enormous
9: undertaking.
8: The option of doing nothing is unthinkable.
9: Though it may not make a difference, we have to try. We have no idea how long something someone has eaten renders him or her susceptible to a transformation. We spoke with Greg Collins, the man turned cow. He said he had a hamburger or a steak nearly every day for dinner, so we have no way of knowing what day's meal was affected by the comet's transformational microbes.
6: I'll get my staff on the plan for supplement distribution right
9: away.
8: My writers are already preparing my speech.
9: You'd better warn any seafood eaters not to stray too far from water. Unlike, say, a cow or chicken, if someone were to transform into a fish, he wouldn't survive long out of the water. Good point. One rather delicate point, ma'am. The thorough medical examination of an an ex-human could provide invaluable information towards a cure. Are you
6: asking someone to volunteer for an autopsy?
9: Not at all. We have no indication that the transformation decreases an ex-human's now animal lifespan. For example, now that Mr. Collins is a cow, we believe that he will have a normal lifespan of a cow. I'm merely saying that when an ex-human does die...
8: I understand. We'll figure out a way.
9: People must also be warned that, if they illogically insist on eating animals, to be certain that the animal is a true animal, the ingestion of a transformed human would likely make the disease run rampant.
8: The other thing we have to do, and this is an even taller order, is launch a ship to catch that comet.
6: Catch it? But it must be millions of miles away from here by now.
8: The people at NASA have ways of tracking its likely trajectory. If we can't find a cure for this disease on Earth, then it must lie within that comet. Steve Bergeron, the director of NASA, is already selecting a crew for the mission. We'll need to launch as soon as possible. Even with the newfound rocket speed enhancements, the rendezvous could take a year.
6: How do we know that the ship's crew won't transform on their way to the comet?
8: We don't. We can try our best to guard against everything to plan for every eventuality, but the truth is that we simply don't know. We have to hope that at least one crew member makes it to the comet in human form. It's a risk we have to take.
7: This just into the United States News Network. In the current transformational environment, people have been writing and asking about vegetables. Can I eat vegetables? Would a vegetarian lifestyle provide safety from the comet's microbes? Many of you mentioned the interview on this network last night with Mrs. Ellen Jefferson of eatyourvegetables.com, seen here. Let's watch a clip.
3: (laughs) The vegetarian lifestyle is the only choice now more than ever. There is no evidence that the comet's microbes have any effects on people who do not eat the flesh of animals. Now is the time. Everyone throw off the carnivore instinct and embrace vegetarianism. It's the only way to escape the wrath that has been visited upon us from the heavens.
7: There are reports coming in from Dallas, Texas today that Mrs. Jefferson has herself transformed into an artichoke. Scientists connected with the Department of Homeland Security are speculating that the transformational process evidently takes longer for vegetarians, but they are not immune to the microbes' effects. The scientists also warn that anyone transformed into a vegetable would face the undesirable possibility of spoiling.
10: NASA Control, this is Captain Redman of Rescue One. Come in, please.
0: This is Andrew Lucas. Captain, do you me?
10: It's a little tough to hear you, but yes.
0: Your signal strength isn't the best either. Don't bother trying for visuals. visual. That system went down weeks ago. Anyone capable of repairing it no longer has thumbs.
10: I understand. How are things back on Earth? I can hear the animal sounds from the control room.
0: Yes. Everyone's still trying to help in some way. So it's very difficult to press the necessary buttons with hooves. I'm sorry to report that the disease is even more widespread, only about a quarter of the population having transformed into some creature. There's less than a skeleton staff of humans here. We seem to lose a few people to the disease every day. How's your crew? We're down to three
10: humans our pilot, Lieutenant Anders, Dr. Bonham, and me. Uh, the others have turned into a variety of animals that I'm keeping below decks. It's been a long trip almost a year
0: when do you estimate comet intercept
10: in approximately an hour we have g137 in sight and we're getting on it
1: good i don't know how much more of this we can take any memory
0: anything anything at all send us the information immediately
10: will do have the scientists made any progress on finding a cure for the transformations
6: no captain yes I'm not exaggerating when I tell
0: you that the crew of Rescue One is our last hope.
11: We're ready for descent, sir.
10: Thank you, Anders. Program the coordinates into the flight computer and secure your grab couch.
11: Yes, sir. Doctor?
4: I'm already strapped in. Ready for descent when you two are...
11: Flight computer reports ready, sir. Descent will begin in 30 seconds and should take approximately one minute. Secure for landing. This could be a bumpy ride. Descent has begun. Comet fall estimated in 52 seconds. So far, so good. Readings, Doctor.
4: All our vital signs appear within normal parameters. There is no reason for concern.
11: Estimate to comet fall, 45 seconds. What is it, Anderson? Flight computer is cut out, sir. How is that possible? This can't be! What can't be? Sensors are showing Rescue 1 is locked in a tractor beam and is being pulled near the comet's surface. Tractor beam? That doesn't happen naturally. Is there any intelligent life on that comet?
4: Medical computer is... reporting a rapid increase in... G-forces... Two G's. Three.
10: Anders, take manual
11: control of the ship. Blast us out of the tractor beam. I can't, sir. I can't get off my grav couch to reach the control panel. I'm pinned down by the G-forces.
4: Five G's.
11: Estimate to comet fall. Twenty-four seconds. Hold on.
10: This isn't gonna be pretty.
11: Doctor!
4: I'm in one piece, I think.
11: Same here, sir. What a ride! Alright, let's start preparing our EVA suits.
4: There's no need for that, Captain. Look!
11: Son of a gun! Look at that hole in the bulkhead! You can see the comet's surface! Looks like the rest of the crew already left the ship.
4: I wonder how many of them survived.
10: We'll have to check before we set out. A breathable atmosphere on a comet.
4: Very
3: breathable, actually. Medical computer shows a hydrogen-oxygen mix nearly
4: identical to Earth.
11: This place gets weirder and weirder. Will you look at this ship? We'll fix it, Captain. We'll find a way.
4: We have to.
11: NASA
10: Control, this is Redmond on Rescue 1. Come in, please. Come in, NASA Control. This is Rescue 1. NASA Control, if you can hear me, Rescue 1 has made comet fall. We are about to begin our investigation.
4: I hope control is reading us.
10: Re-establishing communications will be our first repair priority. Anders, ready the laser guns. We don't know what we're going to find out there. How many of the transformed crew survived, Doctor?
4: Every one of them. If we had crashed on our landing struts, they probably all would have died. It's a good thing for them we hit the comet on our port side
11: but not a good thing for the ship. Uh, Any landing you can walk away from, right Anders? Right, Captain. Uh, Doc?
4: Yes, Lieutenant?
11: How is it that we're able to breathe?
4: Don't have a clue. From all we know about comets, there shouldn't be any atmosphere, let alone one suitable for us.
10: Uh, It's almost like someone knew we were coming and baked a cake.
11: What a view! The stars, it feels like we're barely moving, but I know we're going really fast.
10: Fast is an understatement, Lieutenant. Well, the tractor beam is proof that there must be someone living on this rock. Anyone care to guess a heading?
4: It's pretty flat terrain. Aside from those caves about a mile to the left, how about we try there?
10: Lieutenant? I agree with Doc. Okay then, it's unanimous. Let's go. Hopefully someone's home.
11: There's no doorbell. Would it be rude to just walk in? Hello? Is anyone there? Hello?
4: Did you really expect an answer?
10: Well, I had hopes. Let's go. Weapons at the ready.
11: Wow, it's bright in here.
4: There are crystals lining the cave walls. They're shimmering, like stars. They seem to be making their own light.
10: Hello? We come here in peace. We mean no harm. We need help. We wish to talk. We're sealed in. We are the Ganku. We are from Earth. We need to speak with you. Will you please show yourselves? We cannot.
12: We do not have form as the three of you do. We exist only in the air and in the rock. We are the Ganku. We watch over us. The sleeping
4: tree. Could we talk with them?
12: Impossible. Their race sleeps now to be born anew later. We Gonku watch over the tree during their maturation and keep them safe. We are the Gonku. That is our purpose. That is
11: what we do. Not even one of these is awake? Not even one.
10: May we speak with you? You are doing so now. As long as the conversation does not interfere with our purpose, it is welcome. This comet passed by our planet recently.
12: You will have to be more specific. We have passed by dozens of planets in our travels.
4: We're from Earth. It's the third of nine planets orbiting a single sun in the Milky Way galaxy.
12: Yes, we believe we have some recollection
11: of your world. Blue oceans and green land masses? That's the place. Then did you go by our planet? Yes, we have
12: little recollection of the worlds we pass. We are busy tending to the needs of the tribe. that is the Ganku's purpose.
10: So you said, We have reason to believe that when you pass by our world, you inadvertently infected our people with a disease that is causing them to transform into animals. Most unfortunate. Did you see the animals near the crash site of our ship? The Ganku see all that happens here. It is necessary to ensure the safety of the tribe. At one time, those animals by the crash site were human beings, just like the three of us. We believe that a cure to this disease must exist here. We need your help to find it before our race is lost forever. We assure you that Ganku did not inadvertently infect your Earth. I see. What?
12: The infection of your planet was an intentional act, as was learning your language, bringing you here, and providing a suitable atmosphere. You will never leave this chamber. The door and the rock walls are impenetrable. You will not be warning your home world of our plans.
11: So help me. If I could see you, I would. We are the Gunku. We care for the sleeping Shreve. That is
12: our purpose. We tend to all of their needs, present and future.
10: Why are you turning Earth people into animals?
12: We passed many planets on our journey. Only your third planet had any living beings. There are fewer inhabited planets in the universe. When <laughs> we encountered your world, we Gonkru
11: seized the opportunity. To poison our people? What gives you the right? We Gonkru protect the sleep. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. We need to talk with your masters right now. The
12: trees sleep in maturation chambers deep below the surface of this celestial body.
10: They are not to be disturbed before the maturation process is complete. Then how about I turn this laser up to full and burn a hole in this rock? Then we can go visit them. Your weapons are useless in this chamber.
12: We Gonkru have seen that. We are the Gonku. We protect the sleeping tree in all ways.
4: You are speaking about the maturation chambers.
12: Thousands of trees sleep deep below the surface. In their chambers, like unborn children, they are growing.
8: When their maturation
12: cycle is complete, they will awaken and be ready to take their rightful places as the rulers of all that is. I've never heard of them. You will. Your kind will not soon forget the tree.
4: When will their maturation be complete?
12: In approximately 12 years.
10: Right around the time this comet swings back towards Earth.
12: Precisely. We are the Gonku. We tend to the needs of the sleeping tree, both in the present and the future. We plan for the future. In 12 years, when the celestial body is again near your planet, the tree will awaken from their maturation. And they will be
9: hungry.
0: And so, 12 years hence, the Earth's ex-humans will serve as a grand buffet for the hungry future rulers of the universe. Captain Redmond, Lieutenant Anders, and Dr. Bonham stare aghast at each other in the twinkling crystalline chamber, knowing full well that there's absolutely nothing they can do. Our special thanks to the voices of... Kevin Kemple as Greg Collins, Glenn Hallstrom as Professor William Travers, Katie Daynert as Tina Masters, John Daynert as Dave Pike, Julie Hoverson as the narrator, Katie Daynert as the stagehand, Joe Stofko as General Morgan, Sally Barain as Dr. Unger, Mike Hennessy as the newscaster, Elise Kralwek as the President of the United States, Christopher Sumrall as Dr. Winchell Zellie Berheim as Ellen Jefferson Paul Lavelle as Captain Redmond Jim Prater as Andrew Lucas Sam Haft as Lieutenant Anders Cookie Colletti as Dr. Bonham Mike Murphy as The Gonku What You Eat was written by Mike Murphy The producer was Katie Daynert The assistant producer was Mike Murphy mixer was Mike Hennessy. The editor was Arlene Osborne. The webmaster was April Sadowski. We would also like to thank Captain John Tadrzak of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy, the author of the story, gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne in the betterment of his scripts. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Julie Hoverson. This is an original production by Misfits Audio.
8: Copyright 2009.